Oh, thank you. Hey, everyone. Before we get this episode started, also, <laughs> I wanted to sound like a YouTuber. That's why I started off with, hey, everyone, like, subscribe below. You know how YouTubers are. Okay, but before we get started, I want you to know we are going extra big with the all-star season of Vulnerability Time podcast. So, guess what? We got video podcast. So, click in the episode description below if you wish to watch the video of the podcast as well. It'll be a YouTube link, so you can go ahead and get it going and get watching it. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe below. (laughs) Such a YouTuber, right? Anyways, folks, enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of Vulnerability Time, the all-star season. Um, Okay, so we got an all-star coming back. Y'all loved her. Sneha, hi. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh. You know, possibly living with cancer. So we'll, oh yeah, so re- (laughs) You're so casually said that. Tell me more. (laughs) You know, I will... The reason why I answered it like that, I guess we'll talk about that in the people is dying out of here um, topic discussion when we get to that. So folks, okay, before we get into anything, the topics for this episode, obviously y'all know it's conversational, so it can go from A to Z to the number 18. It's just whatever. Um, it's, you can be the right package at the wrong address. And also, people are dying out here. It's time to help them. And we're gonna let um, the special guest, the all-star, you know, take us through that journey. But first, um, Sneha, you asked um, a question and I was like, oh, totally asked that. Uh Oh, hold on, let me get this uh, thing off of here. One second. Okay, there we go. So you asked um, something, and I was like, totally save it for when we start the episode in the sake of vulnerability time. So go ahead, go ahead and ask that. I got my awful ear. Um, I know you had recently posted about possibly having cancer, and I just wanted an update to see how you're doing overall. Have you heard back from your doctor yet? Oh, so I go. Um, they do some more screening tests this Tuesday, which at the time of this recording, folks, it is Sunday, August 27th, 2023. So Tuesday, this Tuesday will be August 29th that, um, you know, we'll know a little bit more. Okay. I will say this, it's, I don't want to say which type of cancer, because I'm not, I'm not like fully sure, but I feel like I have a good like ballpark of what it is. Um, But I'm not going to, like, say anything until, like, I know for certain. Right. I don't want to just be saying, oh, it's this type of cancer. It's this type of cancer. You know, um, I was, uh, so, um, I'm going to answer that more when we talk about people are dying out of here. Because it relates, uh, a lot to mental health. I don't know. We're... I'm gonna talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it more. I'm really glad that you asked that, honestly, because it's like, 
as much as I don't, shockingly, I don't want to be, like, vulnerable about it, but I'm like, vulnerability equals victory, and I was like, I need to be, I need to be in the realm of victory, so, um, yeah, and also I realized, like, I struggle with selective vulnerability, because it's like, I can be super vulnerable about, like, a topic such as, like, physical abuse, but when it comes to something like this, I'm like, yeah. So. And, it's, and it's relatively new. So honestly, it, you know, it takes some time to build the courage to be vulnerable about something, yes. you know, so. Stay hydrated, folks. Yes. Okay. Um. So the last time we talked, you were talking about going into medical school and yeah. tell the folks where you're at now. So I just finished my first semester of med school. Um, it is not for the week. <laughs> you decide you want to go into medicine, just know, like, you literally have to be a survivor. Um, there's just mentally, physically, emotionally, you carry a lot of, like, guilt because you think, you know, you're missing, you, you have to miss out on a lot of things to do well in medicine. You gotta make that sacrifice for a bit. So it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of study time, uh, it, and it's a lot of, like, it is literally, I didn't really believe anyone when they said, like, it's like drinking water out of a fire hose, but it is. Yeah, like, you're constantly drowning, and then the semester ends, and you're like, oh, hey, I didn't die. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, we love that. Any more updates from then until now? Like, we were all rooting for you. We knew you were going to get in, you know, you were going to survive med school. You know, and you said, you said your first semester, first year. First semester. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's your next semester, or this coming semester starts next month for you? Yes, September 4th. Okay. And I was just before I hopped on here, I was looking at all the stuff they uploaded on Canvas, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I see why they do that. And honestly, obviously, it's obvious that they need to do that. But like, I get like the email notification when something's uploaded to Canvas. You know, um, I, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I just look at it, and I'm just. I'm in my summer mood, but you know, when I see that email, I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost time. Right, see, that's why I turned it off. Out of sight, out of mind, you know? So like, I don't have to see it, I don't have to think about it. You're gonna have to teach me how to do that, because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> they have it automatically set, like, oh, send me an email. I'm just like, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't, I know, I have the discipline when, you know, when school starts to check Canvas accordingly and right. my planner. But while I'm in the summer, oh, and here's this one professor. Um, and I had a crush on this professor. Still do. Um, he is the, he's always the first one. He uploads his material two weeks before class starts. And I was like, no, you know you're out of line for that. Two weeks? Two weeks. I was like, and I'm in my head like, Husband, what we doing? Come, come yeah, like y'all need to collectively put that man on vacation. Like, send him off. Enjoy. No cell service there. Did you say collectively put that man on vacation? 
collectively. Exactly. Exactly. Oh um, my goodness. I'm, well, I'm so proud of you. And, and I genuinely mean that. Like, I, that's why I wanted to get on here and tell you that I'm proud of you. I wanted to wait until now to tell you that I'm proud of you. One, to tell you face to face. And two, to give you that honor to say it in front of everybody. I'm literally so proud of you because I know med school is no joke. I know law school is no joke. Trust me, I go into law school in three years from now. So No joke. And good no luck joke. to you because I have a few line sisters that are lawyers and they've been to law school and they're just like, not for the week. <laughs> and the thing is like, um, I graduate this semester with my grad degree, my master's, and then in January, I start my PhD program. Once, yeah, once PhD is done with, I'm gonna go into law school right after. Um, <clears throat> for me personally, like, I'm not, I mean, of course there's that nervousness that comes with, you know, just starting and in an unfamiliar educational territory. You know what I mean? Though you have some like familiarity with it, but it's like, like you said, it's, it's medical school. It, it's law school. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you will be able to experience it once you're in it. Like you can hear all about it and take classes to help you prepare for it. But it's like, you know, it, it is also, you know, gonna be a little different once you officially experience it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's experience is a little different. Like, yeah. not everybody finds it super, super hard, and not everybody finds the same semester super, super hard because everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. So, yes, I heard for, and then we're gonna move into topics. I swear, folks. But I heard from, um, I heard that with um, medical school and law school. This is just what I heard. You know, okay. is that once you make it through the first year, you can do it all. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think they say that not because it gets easier, but because you're getting used to it. Like, you know sort of what to expect. You know how the exams are. You know how much studying you need to put in. You have sort of a routine. And you can say that about grad school or any like professional school, even undergrad, because in college, when you first go in, you're like, oh, whoa, like, no yeah. kind of you're kind of scared but then like you know once you get the hang of it once you go one semester you're good right right yeah you know just getting used to it you know so folks if you're about to start a semester um you know give yourself time to get used to it It, you're not gonna figure it out all in one week you're not gonna figure it all out Maybe in one month. Give, give, give yourself, give yourself time to used to it. It got, it gave, it took me six weeks to fully get used to college life in general. Because I'm that type of person where it's just like, I gotta like have everything now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like that's not the reality. That's not even a healthy um, reality or mindset to have. Though it's like inevitable sometimes, but it's like it's not. It doesn't serve you. It serves you best to be patient with yourself, be graceful as best you can, because it's not easy. And just, and I'm, I'm like speaking to like the, the younger me and to anyone else who's like in the position of going into just anything new, you know? Right. Yes. Okay. So uh, you can be the right package at the wrong address. You know, I. <laughs> 
I know what that means to me, but I want to know what that means to you. What about that, like, topic that stood out to you? I think, like, and this isn't just relationship, like romantic relationship or friendships, um, wise, this is literally, we deal with this every single day in different aspects. For example, like for me, um, applying to med school was, I could be the right package, but I was at the wrong doors. So some things aren't, you know, like, meant for you because it is the wrong door even though within yourself like you always have to remember like i am i'm the right package i'm the whole package uh there's nothing wrong with being different there's nothing wrong with having different characteristics qualifications whatever it may be now when it comes to like relationships it's even more important to understand that because i think sometimes we tend to um question ourselves when we don't see things going the way we want it to go or we may have envisioned it to go so when you know I'm a second time applicant for med school I didn't get in the first time and it's not that my grades were bad or my um, standardized tests were bad or anything like that it's just it's I had to understand it's a competitive world and until like God wants it to happen, it's not gonna happen. You know, I could have everything. I could have the MCAT, the the GPA, the hours of shadowing, everything. But at the same time, like, you know, was I really ready for med school? Now looking back and having gone through a whole semester, probably not. I think I would have burned out like going straight from undergrad. Um, right. So there's, there's that aspect, and then there's the aspect of reflecting on my past relationships with people in general. You could be the most best friend in the whole world, have the best intentions, haven't done anything wrong by a person, and then let's say they do something wrong to you, or they don't understand you in a particular situation, or they're abusing your friendship, or they're abusing your relationship, or just your presence in their life, you could be the right package at the wrong door. Now, is any of that your fault? No, not necessarily, because you did everything you're supposed to do as a friend. Um, you were open to criticism, so if your friend didn't like something you did, you kept an open mind and you try to hear him or her out. But if they're still abusing your presence, then you're the right package at the wrong door and you need to go. Because you could be the right package at the right door and be appreciated. Stop, you're just making me just, I'm living for this wisdom. Sorry, continue. I'm just, I'm yes, yes. You could be appreciated, you could be loved, you could be treated right the way you deserve. Like, and, and it's crazy because a lot of times we talk about this topic people always want to talk about romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And while it's true in romantic relationships, like some people just don't really see, like you could say, I have this to offer, I have that to offer. And sometimes people listen and they understand and they know and they purposely abuse you. Other times people just don't care enough to listen and know mm -hmm. and understand. And then they abuse you. 
So it's like, it's, and I've been uh, someone who's done this before in the past, and I really have to sit back and evaluate. Um, my sister's relationship and I hasn't always been like the best. You know, obviously we're siblings, we're sisters. So sometimes we'll argue and we'll fight. But one thing about me, I'm quick to anger. And when I'm quick to anger, I go from zero to 100 really fast. So like my anger, I always knew was never going to put me in a good place in life. Like I was probably going to lose friends. I was probably going to lose family. And I knew I had to get it under control. But in my head, I always thought like, I don't go out of my way to do anybody wrong. So it's like, when I get mad, I justify my anger because I'm like, okay, so you got, you really pushed me there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be mad, but because of your actions, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me to somebody else. But what I wasn't realizing was that the consequences of my anger was I spit fiery words. I'm doing, I'm making emotional decisions that I genuinely don't mean in the long run. And I'm expecting the people I hurt to just get over it because you're my family. You're my best friend. You know how I am 90% of the time. But the one time I'm angry, you know, yes, I went off on you. Yes, I hurt your feelings, but get over it. That's not healthy. That's not right. And that was me abusing the right package at the wrong door in a certain sense. And so I had to te- I had to sit down, I had to understand my flaws and I had to reevaluate. And now when I'm angry, like anger is an emotion humans have. So that's not the problem. Right. What you do and how you channel that anger is the issue. So I start not I started to practice the fact that okay, when I'm angry, I need to stop for a second, like be gentle, communicate that I'm really angry and I need to move away and maybe take like five minutes and really think about what I'm saying and who I'm saying it to and if I really want to burn this bridge. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's really helped. It has helped my sisters and I's relationship to grow and it's helped um, any like friendships I've had to grow as well. And I genuinely like the person I am today because my anger is not making me almost embarrass myself and by hurting the people that I actually love. And I, and I realized that even though like I love these people and they're in my life, just because I think they're never going to leave me because she's my sister, they're my mom, that's my dad, doesn't mean that I should be surprised when they do, when they are like, okay, I'm fed up with your words, like, you genuinely don't care about me, I'm gone. I can't be mad, I can't be surprised because it was the consequences of my own actions. Right. This year. So, right package is the wrong door. You know, you could only better yourself. You can never, don't ever, ever go into any relationship thinking you're gonna heal someone else that's not your journey that's not your that's not your purpose you're not god and that's okay god it to be anyone's punching bag anyone's healer that's god's job so if they really want some healing they need to go ahead and pray about it right. go ahead and have god step in and do what it needs to do they need to help themselves they need to understand identify their problem figure out how to get help Go from there. Put those help 
practice into practice. Right. Yeah, um, I used to be addicted to this was long ago before. You know, I started like healing and you know, even towards the beginning of my healing process, I used to be addicted to like romantically being the fixer upper. You know? Right. And it's just like that's not healthy, you know, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, people aren't and I just say this just like in general, what I'm about this next statement. You know, uh, people aren't objects to fix. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we're so much more than just objects to fix. You know, um, and then also, I also learned: don't fall in love with potential. <laughs> just like you know, they either are or they're not. Right. No. Right. Just like, I, <laughs> nope. That potential does not mean that they're gonna, you know put in the necessary work to to grow, to to heal, to learn some things, to unlearn some things. You know, um, you know, and then also, you know, um, it can kind of reflect on, or kind of reflect, def- deflect upon us of like, what this person, their that person's actions in the midst of me trying to just be patient with their potential that could form some unhealthy learning patterns um, in my own self. Yeah, because you know, in every relationship, you give some, you take some, right? So they either can add or subtract or add bad things and subtract good things so it's like if you're in your healing era and you're like trying to learn about yourself and trying to build these good habits that aren't like you know natural to you because of maybe how you grew up surroundings you grew up in um and you're dealing with somebody that has these toxic ways that isn't putting in the effort to heal themselves and you know work it out with you and all you see is potential well sweetie that's great you see potential but do they see the potential do they because you could see a lot of things and they don't have to see it and to them what they're doing is right and they're just not in that era yet they just don't they just don't have the you know like and that's beautiful. That's beautiful that you're seeing potential in other people. It's beautiful. But that's all you should do. See it and move on. Right. You will save yourself so much. So much hurt. If you just let that person take the path they decided to take and yeah. go. You know? This is why you're an all star. <laughs> This is why you're an all-star. No wonder, like, people love your, just, they just love what you gotta say. Like, you just come through with the wisdom. You know, and that's also the thing, like, experience can, can teach us a lot. Yep. It really can, you know, it can really teach us a lot. Like, because, you know, I, I do know, hurt in life it's just it's gonna happen just regardless it's gonna happen it can be the best relationship it can just be the best best experience that doesn't mean we're not immune uh, that doesn't mean we're immune to hurt the thing is um i taught my i had to tell myself and learn this for myself is 
you know, hurt is inevitable, but there are some type of hurts that you don't have to go through. Like you just don't have to like, like, like for example, this potential, seeing this potential in someone and me putting this effort and energy because I see the potential. It's just like, that's hurting me when I could have just saw the potential and left. You know, um, I'm just like, I didn't have to go through that necessarily. Um, but you know you you live and you learn because you know in the beginning it just looks well first you like what you like you know and you live and you learn and sometimes you like what you like and in your head this is this would be my delusional self speaking to me yeah it's not a big problem we got this we can fix it we can fix it if i'm here long enough for this person they will understand that I am their ride or die. I am the person that, you know, like things like silly, silly little things like that. And, and that's your delusional self speaking. And sometimes she wins. Right. And that's okay. You just gotta never, not really ever do that again, you know? Right, yeah. Like you said, live and learn. Live, live and, and learn. learn. Here, no shame in it. Just live and learn. You know what I mean? How, how else to learn if we don't live? Exactly. And, and anyone know, that's judging you knows damn well you've done the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. Like, come on now. Let's all be honest here. Right. Right. We gotta be yeah, exactly. I'm a fan of this. Um Okay. People are dying out here. It's time to help them. When I first wrote that down, I said it really dramatic in my head. Um now I'm saying it really calm, but in the moment when I wrote that down, I was just on fire with passion. I'm like, people are dying out here, it's time to help them. Like, I was just on fire with passion. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes when it comes to that, just hearing that statement, um, my passion and patience don't mix that well. Um, even though I know great that you have passion that has to be met with patience or else you get burnt out or else that passion will cause so much unnecessary pain on you you know and by you I mean me I'm just speaking from my own experience um so it's really healthy for passion and patience to mix um and that's hard to do but once it is done it's so beneficial you know um but like I remember I had to take a, a step back you know, and just be like, I need patience in this area because my passion is going too much. Um, so when I was writing that, I was on fire. And I'm, I'm glad I'm able to say, okay, I stepped back and allowed patience to come and tell myself, you know what, I don't have to fight every battle and I don't have to fight every battle right then and there. Like, you know, it's not just my battle to fight. Because um, when... I wrote that, people are dying out here, it's time to help them. I was thinking, in my head, suicide, you know? Or it can be, but people can also interpret that as, you know, just certain aspects in life that are dying. You know, it depends like whoever, you know, that that statement um, in the topics list can be interpreted and it's still valid regardless of the interpretation. So with that being said, Sineha, what was 
was your interpretation of if there's people dying out here, it's time to help them? What's about that stood out to you? So I actually had two different types of interpretation. One was mental health related, mm-hmm. and, you know, suicide and down that path. And uh, the second was, I mean, can you blame me? I'm in med school. So I was thinking like diseases, like mm-hmm. told that people are really dying out here. People are not taking care of themselves. And, you know, you're, you're built in three different ways. You have a physical, um, emotional, mental, and you have a spiritual. So if you have any of those components are out of whack, it affects the other components. Um, so, um, in a way I want to talk about it to where I can kind of mix the physical and mental together and kind of interpret that first you can fix what you can see, right? Mm-hmm. Cause not a lot of people understand depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses, you know, not a lot of people can just identify it. It's not like oh, I have a cold, I know I'm physically sick. Like, right. I can tell. Right, because so, mental is more like, I don't want to say hidden, but it's more, it's not as visual. As yes, it's, it's as not as visual. And a lot of times in a lot of communities, it's also swept under the rug. So it's like, not really discussed. Children don't learn, grow up learning like, oh, would you know, this is this would it's not like what this is what depression feels like but this is what you should do like these are good mechanisms so when things start out it's like oh if i have good coping mechanisms i can get through it um so anyways uh physically physical health look at the world around us we went from global warming to global boiling say that again we went from global warming to global boiling um and people are dying left and right. We recently had COVID, and I'm seeing back in the news that it's back on the rise again. Um, but more importantly, you have so many things that have, can affect your health in so many different ways. And people are dying. We have war going on. People are dying there. And it's like, sure, there's not like one solution to all these problems, but I feel like every day, you can make a better choice, which can give you better health and prevent people from dying. And that goes from taking care of our planet to taking care of our bodies to taking care of our mental health. Because all we need all these things. We need our planet. We live here. We need to protect it. We need our bodies because this is what takes care take us takes us through our entire life. But when you're constantly eating out, you're not eating like healthy. You're not getting the nutrients you need, and then you wonder why your body isn't performing as well. Well, it's like a machine. Like, you wouldn't put sand in your car gas tank, would you? And expect it to run right. You would put in the right gas that it needs so that it runs smoothly. So, same way, you need to take care of your physical self. Like, yes, that again, I talked about this in our last um, meeting of hustle culture. You guys are so worried about hustling. You're not taking care of the present being. Like, you're not taking care of the mental health. You're not taking care of the current body that you have or the current world you live in. And then you wonder why, like, 
you have these mental health issues, your body's not feeling well, you're feeling down because you're not giving it the energy it needs, the nutrients it needs, the attention it needs. So like um, with suicide rates on that are so high, like why you need to think about why. Why is this what is going on? Is mental health still not being openly discussed in certain communities? Because I know I can tell you of communities that it's not being discussed in. And it is being it is definitely affecting those people because suicide isn't just happening in the certain communities that it is being discussed in. It's happening all over. All over. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate. Right. Rich, poor, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So the whole idea of money buys happiness and the idea of once I get rich, I can just be peaceful and the idea of, oh, I need to follow the Zen lifestyle. Okay, follow the Zen lifestyle, but do it for you. Don't do it because outside looking in, it looks great. Outside looking in, it's a trend. No, that's not why you do it. You do it because you genuinely look to find peace, look to take care of yourself, your body, your mind, your soul, and then you you give off the Zen aura. Yes. You know, like you said, suicide is happening regardless. See, um, suicide is the second leading cause of death um, in children. Second leading cause, the first leading cause are mishaps. Um, Now, in the UK, 72% of suicides in the UK are men. Um, In America, um, it has gone up. Um, 72% 72 to 78%. Um, So on average, that's 75% in America. I mean, 75% of suicides in America are, you know, males, you know, and the number is estimated to keep growing, you know, um, and obviously there are multiple realities as to why that is so high, but um, there is a reality that you touched on, you know, that whole community aspect it's not talked about in certain communities you know what i mean and for example um in regards to this um statistic that i just made um i bet you that you know a reality to why that number is so high is because you know it's been taught for a lot of men you know especially last generation you know uh, last century you know um Men aren't supposed to feel this. Men are supposed to be afraid of every emotion except anger. You know, things like that. And um, and we're seeing there's such a spike um, after 50 um, in males. You know what I mean? A lot of that is, you know, and I, me being a social science, you know, um, you know, major student. So I just want people to know I have my credentials and my research, so I'm not just like pulling this out of my ass, you know? Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not just, what I am saying, you know, I don't know it all. But the stuff that I do know, I, I have my credentials, the research, 
I'm not, it's not just coming out of my own philosophy, you know? So I just want to give people that comfort, you know, that this is actually a reality. You know what I mean? Right. Right. This is actually a reality that we don't care about. And so, yeah. Um, um, so going back to that, I feel like a lot of, no, it's not a feel, it's a no, that a lot of that is from, not all of it, but a lot of it is from unconfronted traumas and mental health issues. Now, we know, you know, when something is not confronted, that doesn't mean it's going to get any better. Right. <laughs> that that doesn't mean it's going to go away. You know, oh, it's it's still there and it's going to, and we see with a lot of uh, men, um, we see a lot of unconfronted traumas and mental illness. Um, we see it grow and come back with an impact um, right. after the age of 50. Right. Yeah, so, and I'm sure that, that I mean, and, the, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen to women, I'm just saying, you know, for this context, you know, for, for those yeah. listening, this context, um, yeah, so that's the thing, like, like one of my um, really good friends that I consider family, you know, um, um, I'm ha- I, like, he's Latino, you know, and he was telling me how, you know, in his culture, it's, he was taught the machismo, you know? Um, and so it's so hard for him to do away with his emotions and his traumas, you know what I mean? And so what we see with traumas, folks, is that the body is going to purge it out regardless, you know, whether it manifests with drinking, addictions, codependency, all sorts of things um, can manifest with perfectionism. You know, the body's gonna purge it out. Um, however, the body doesn't always know how to do that um, in the, in the um, most healthiest ways. Our body, in the midst of our body trying to protect us or trying to serve us, it can actually cause us to suffer long-term. And so, um, like addiction, you know, a lot of times addiction is not about addiction, it is about a form of sanity. And we're seeing our body just, it's on fire and we're doing, and our body wants us to do anything to put it out. Though our body is killing us, but it's trying to survive in that moment. And that survival, you know, for example, like people use in order to live. You know, people use a certain substance in order to live, you know, um, and I'm not saying this is everyone, but it is a reality. People who use a certain substance, for example, fentanyl, it gives people this type of feeling of just amazement, oh, I feel so good, you know, but guess what? It takes this amount, this much amount of fentanyl to kill someone, literally, 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 it literally does. That's why it's such an epidemic. So that's... What I wanted to like share with you know the world on that, it's just like folks, um, I don't I, I, I'm not a therapist and I don't want to be that person to say, you know, go to therapy. You know, I don't because what if therapy doesn't work for everyone? I don't know. I just can say for me and from what I've seen in others, you know, having to confront um, those traumas, um, in a healthy way or with a professional or with journaling, whatever, you know, having to confront those, um, it is best to do it. Um, don't just 
don't wait until you're 60 or 50, folks, because you, you, it, it's it's not worth chancing chancing the I don't know. I don't think the risk reward ratio, in a sense, is worth um, finding out. It, it's I don't f around and find out. I, I just don't want folks to have to find out when it's. I don't want to say too late, but when it's harder then as compared to now. Right. Yes. Does that all make sense? Yes, oh, it does. I'm proud of myself. I feel like I articulated that very well. I'm proud of yes. myself. Yeah, any thoughts on that, uh, Sneha? Um, I definitely agree. I just think, like, you know, and, and again, this is why, like, you have to be an advocate, you know, you have to share your knowledge. You know about mental health, you know how important it is. And so sharing your knowledge on it is really, really good because it makes it feel like it's, it's, not, it's a normal topic to people that are new to it. And so it'll encourage them to get help faster if they need the help. Versus like, if someone, if, if no one's talking about it in, in, around a person in their community, then to them it's still gonna be like, oh, okay. It's still weird? Okay, not good. It's still weird to have mental health issues? Okay, I'm not gonna People are gonna judge me still? Okay, I'm not gonna go. But it's like, we like to go how, you know, like we talked about, oh, oh I'm sorry, oh, I think you were talking, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was, yeah. How, like we mentioned earlier, how, you know, it's easy to recognize something physical and have, you know, less stigma or sympathy on that, you know, and then mental health is kind of like not as visual, you know, so I just, I want to state this, um, this is something Holy Spirit told me, my higher power told me. Um, this is something I want to state for folks so it can help. I don't want to say get home more, but if if that's what we need, a physical, harsh reality in order for us to get it, I would love to share that because it, this is such an important issue. I don't want folks listening to chance it and then, you know, 50 years from now, it, it's too much for them. Um, so imagine someone standing on the side of you pointing a gun straight in your face you know you, the gun is obviously there but you're just gonna just keep looking forward and not acknowledge it at the end of the day that gun is still in your face and this person could or could not pull that trigger do you want to find out it's <laughs> just like right. do you wait to find out or do you want to maybe talk this gun down from this person you know but it's just like just because you're not acknowledging this gun in your face doesn't mean it's not going to shoot. Right. You know, it's just like, it, it doesn't make it any less real because you right. choose to not acknowledge it. It's still going to be there, you know, and it could shoot you at any moment and you think, oh, this person hasn't, this gun hasn't shot me in years. It's not going to shoot me. That, who's to say? You know, right. we see exactly. Right. So it's just like, it's out of better physical representation who wants to sit there and find out if that gun's gonna fire you know it's just like not no no folks and the fact that like like male suicide keeps growing what the heck just a couple years ago it was 72 percent now it's 72 to 78 percent which is on average 75 percent that's ridiculous that's 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 ridiculous that's ridiculous right that's ridiculous 
Christmas. I was like, we ain't gonna have no more milk left. Kids going this rate, you know? Just like, right. They're saying within the next five to 10 years, we, should, we could see that percent. It's highly likely we'll see that percentage go up over 80%. And I'm like, it's already closed. I mean, I'm just like, it's already closed. It doesn't look like it's slowing down. So I'm just like, I don't want, and I know our society is conditioned to be re- more reactive instead of proactive with a lot of things. Right. You know what I mean? Because um, it's it's really hard to be proactive on a lot of things. And then some things, it's just like, we could have been proactive on this. And then there's things where it's just like, yeah, it's understandable why we weren't proactive based off resources and things like that. But I feel like this issue is way too big um, for it to not be proactive. But at the same time, it's way too hidden for it to be proactive. Right, exactly. So, I that. <laughs> yep. So, Queen, you know, uh, I know we're you know running out of time here. So, um, any last thoughts, last words that you wanted to say to uh, uh, people? Um, I would just, like I always say, I just want everyone to be, you know, honest with themselves and mm-hmm. kind to themselves because you're not meant to have everything figured out. You're meant to learn. You're meant to have experiences. You're meant to learn from those experiences. You're meant to learn from other people's experiences. And listening to podcasts like such, um, but you know, like we're, we're the more experiences you have, focus on being, focus on taking whatever situation you're in, good, bad, whatever, and focus on putting it to your life and how to make you and your life better. You need to take care of yourself, not only your physical, but your mental, your emotional, and your spiritual self. You need to understand that you could be the right package, but at the wrong door. And in return, if you understand that you're taking care of your mental and emotional self, and sometimes even physical for those that are in crazy domestic violence relationships, um, abusive relationships. Um, so yeah, to like close out the session, that's what I would say. I would say literally live and learn and be kind to yourself, take care of yourself, and make better decisions based off your experiences. Yes, and, and, uh, yes, and folks, you know, it's not gonna always be easy. It's just not have patience and grace on yourself. You know, um, progress over the perfect honestly um so yeah and the stuff that me and the queen mentioned earlier we're 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 very aware that it's not always going to be easy folks um so i don't want folks thinking you know well i'm not going into this i'm not going to confront things just yet because it's not like easy or you're saying it like it's easy i'm like no i promise i'm not forgiving folks for doing that it, it's not easy all the time. Um, is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. I'd rather it be hard now and then I get the help to heal, you know, than it be like super duper hard, you know, 50 years from now and 
I'm not conditioned or, yeah, I'm not conditioned to go get therapy, you know, or something like that, you know, I'm just like, I don't want to get to a point where it's extremely hard, and on top of that, I've taught myself, as well as my environment and society, oh, don't go to therapy, because, you know, the problems do wait for us at the bottom of that uh, alcohol glass, you know, the problems... It it, 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 it it waits and you know I don't want I, I just one day you know 50 years from now what if that alcohol is no longer serving you or what if the alcohol got you in a worse position because you know this is not saying everybody but it's saying you know we do see that trauma um, you know um, can manifest in the form of alcohol addiction you know drug addiction. That's why I'm a fan of, if someone's going to be arrested, you know, and thrown behind bars, I'm like, oh no, we can't just lock up the individual without locking down on the problem. You know, I'm just like, um, this is not an object to fix. This is a human to heal. You know, I feel like the criminal justice system, and it's getting a lot better, but I feel like the criminal justice system is a very, very it has so much potential to for people. It can be such a saving grace for people, and it's getting better now. But um, it still has areas of work where it needs to work. Like I'm just like, don't just if we're gonna punish someone, let's be progressive with that punishment. You right. Know? And I was just like, you know, we're not gonna just. I'm not gonna get into it anymore because I know we're limited on time. But I could talk about this for another ten minutes. But um. Okay, well, a queen. Oh, we love that you're back. Um, welcome to episode three, folks. If you think of another title that you want to put for this, Sneha, just let me know because it's not. This okay. isn't gonna air until like I don't know, like end of September. Okay. So, um, or maybe mid September. I don't know. I'll keep you updated. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay, let me hang up this. Bye, folks. I will see y'all next episode for whatever that will be. I don't know. Mm-hmm.